This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Watch Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, the 16th day of July. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in Sicily. Okay. Something for you. And in Centerville. It's in both places? <laughs> yeah. In both? It's, you know, you know, folks have got them sister cities. You know, you got okay. Athens here. You okay. got Athens in Greece. You, okay. You've been to both. I now, been that's, to both. that's crazy. I never even Why? thought about that. Why is that? You, how many people you know been to the sister city of, like, a town here? Like, Cairo. 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 Okay, Cairo. Cairo. That's, that's a little right. different. Make a little that, different. Yeah, make sure I different. pronounce it right. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. you've been in Athens, Georgia. You've been in Athens, Greece. Yeah. That's pretty okay. good. How many people can say that? I have been, yeah. I, you know, I haven't been to Birmingham, England. See? So that's what I I'm saying. I haven't been there yet. I, and I didn't even do my Pinky Blinders impression when he said that either. That's where <laughs> it takes place from. Um, I was trying to think of, oh, Centerville. What you got for Centerville, man? Top oh, no. of the hour, we say something for them folks. That's out in Clayton too, right? How you how you not have something to say about that, pretty much that, everybody? That's, that's, got that's here. in Clayton once again, right? Yeah, let me double check here. I Those people it. know. Blow Where is the freaking whistle? Freaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> there's no point. There's no point in going into whoa, this exercise. Whoa, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't hear. I'm surprised yeah. we didn't hear that again last did night. Did that make you sit up there? Yeah, it made me yeah. sit up. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Well, Shout it out was, to Mike County. Yeah. It's in Gwinnett County. In Gwinnett County. It's up there by you, man. Unincorporated. Gwinnett County. There's a lot of that's located a lot of, that's, near south of uh, south of Snellville. You know, it's part of Rockdale County. 
you know, Rockdale. Centerville. That's why you say you saying it's part of Rockdale. Well, I'm saying Centerville it's up, it, it's is up a, on, it's on the Rockdale line. There it's, you it's, go. It's where Rockdale, DeKalb, and Gwinnett kind of run. There together. you I know, go. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, it's a very historic area down there. What they got over there? Um, it's an area. I think that's an area called Promised Land. That was excellent. Owned really? Some, yeah, yeah. That that some you know African American people owned mm-hmm. down through the years, and uh, yeah, that's a very historic. Section. I bet when you woke up this morning, you didn't think you'd think about that. And, no, and but but I've been over. I've been to a school over there now. Now that I, I think about it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Shout out to Centerville. Yeah. And all you folks out in uh, in that general area. Anyway, Sam and Greg, mm-hmm. Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game. dot com. Dustin Long, NBC Sports, going to join us coming up, uh, talking NASCAR. I got Loudon, New talk. Hampshire. What about it? That's where he is. Okay. You just yell that out there like he that. He was one. here last week. And we will tell the difference. <sighs> we'll find out the difference between here and up. It's probably pretty, pretty warm up there, too, though. If you're just joining us, we've learned this morning, uh, we've talked about maple syrup in New Hampshire and in Vermont. We've talked more about Vermont than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that uh, Sam and I have some art favorites, some, some masters. Mm-hmm. Some master, some getting to be a master. Yeah. So we talked about art this morning, and, and, and in case you're wondering, the favorite painters of Mr. Crenshaw, artists, I should say, Ernie Barnes, mm-hmm. Steve Allen, mm-hmm. not the talk show host. Well, yeah. Of course, he's gone. Uh, Everett Spiel. Spruill. Spruill. Mm-hmm. And Ed, Everett. Everett has got himself a website, right, that you can go and. Yeah, but you can look look him up. I'll get it up here in a minute okay. and show it, show, it, show it to everybody. I've got to go and look it back. So those now. are his favorite artists. And, and my favorite artists that I spit out today were Salvador Dali and and Peter Max. Yeah. So if you want to get us some artwork, those it's, are the guys are the that you want to go, and, go and check out. Yeah, you want to check them out and, and send us something. The holidays are right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, way around the corner. We, you know, we just heard heard Mike Conti's call. We got to uh, do it again. Little, little, you want to do that, do that one again? Hit it. Here it is. Where is the Shout out Mike Conti. There you go. We love him. We do. We do. We left the show yesterday saying, well, there will be no boom shakalaka call. No boom yakamakas. Because boom yakamakas, he he, he wasn't healthy to return to the team. And they were home last night, and you thought, okay, this is going to be good. You know, they they had a loss midweek on the road up up in New England. They're back home against Orlando City. Um, And things started out well enough. They get the first goal. This throw is intercepted, and it rolls to Almada coming down the left wing. Squared behind Barry at the top of the yard. Barry trying to run down the second ball. He does, and then pivots right in the middle. Dribbles to the top of the, dribbles the yard. Pops it ahead to Joel. Gillespie off his line. Joel with a shot. Cleared off the line. Rebound. Score! Caleb Wiley! Atlanta United gets the first goal on a broken play from Caleb Wiley in the 22nd minute. And that's Caleb Wiley's fourth goal of the season. It gave Atlanta United a 1-0 lead. And you said, okay, okay, we're off to a good start at home. We got some good energy going now. Let's see if we can, you know, maintain this thing, maybe add another goal and and get a win. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Orlando City gets the win. 2-1 the final last night, um, you know, over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And Gonzalo Pineda, let's see what the coach had to say afterwards. I think, so. I think uh, uh, we face a good team. Uh, credit to Orlando. Uh, I want to give them credit. They did a good job. Um, I think it was an even game. We, For moments when we had the ball, we were dangerous. When they had the ball, they were dangerous. Uh, little details for me were the difference. Um, we were ahead this time. 
winning the game, and then in a set piece we concede a goal, um, uh, and and of course that that took a little bit of, away the momentum that we were getting right after scoring the goal, so we couldn't capitalize that advantage. Um, and then in the second half, I felt like we tried, we tried, and then in a play where our back line was disorganized or not cohesive, it was all over the place in some moment, not high enough, a lot of space in between the lines, and then a little discoordination there in the middle of, of the back line, and then they get the second goal. After that, we, we chased the game. I think we put enough pressure on them. We put them back, and then we had a couple half chances, a couple... Um, opportunities to score goals, but we were not able. They did a good job at defending that. Uh, I think it was a very different game compared to New England. But it was a very different game compared to New yeah. England, and uh, they lose that one 2-1, and so they they um, they dropped that contest, and that's two in a row that Atlanta United has dropped, and now they hit the road uh, to go down to Miami. And, and, and But they and, won't and, have to deal with you-know-who. No, but there's one, th one thing I want to say about this particular game. They get ready to play a couple of games that are they playing for League's Cup. We mm -hmm. talked about the NBA and the in-season in tournaments. Yeah. This is an in-season you know, tournament that, that Atlanta United is playing, League's Cup, and that's what this match will be in Miami. Uh, this was coming up. When, when is it? When is this, when oh, is it's the next uh, the 25th. 25th? Yep. Okay. I don't have the day the 25th is in front of me here, but it's the okay. 25th. It's, it's the 25th, and we'll have yeah, it 10 here. days from yesterday. All right, and we'll have it here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. That's right. Yep. And um, glasses on and everything here for this. Seven, yeah, well, it's 7.30 kick and yeah. uh, pregame, 7 o'clock, of course. 7 o'clock pregame. Yeah. Uh, but but that'll be down in um, in Miami. So we see what happens with that one, and um, maybe they will get to see um, – Mr. Mr. Messi, we'll see. Will he be eating a hot dog if they see him? Well, because we'll, he ain't playing. We'll see. He's he's he's. Well, he, here's the thing. Uh, that's the 25th. When we see them, we probably will. Now that we see that his his debut is set to be uh, July 21st. So that's what I'm, I'm reading now that he's he's due to. I heard it wasn't going to be till after this. This you know you got the league's cup as you just talked about. Right. And Atlanta takes on. I don't, I don't well, know. It's going to be a League's Cup match. I mean, they're playing a League's Cup match before Atlanta United. Our next one is the 20th. Is, it's 29th. Is it the 20th? Yeah, Saturday the 29th is the League's Cup for Atlanta United. Okay. Match. Well, the 25th is supposed to be one, too, right? No, let me see. 29th. You see that? Um, League's Cup. Yeah, Cruz Azul. But, but also, it's also League's Cup against Miami on the 25th. Well, that one didn't say it was a League's Cup, but I guess what you're saying, you know. All right. On 25th, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what you're playing during that time, during that during that window of the schedule. This is when we need Longshore on. Well, yeah. <laughs> it breaks but, all but, this but, down. Uh, yeah. But the, this is what I was going to ask you. As you talk about these in-season matchups, you talk about the, the, the skid this team has hit, losing the last couple. My question to you is I continue to learn this sport and the players and the type of coaches that are in the league and, and, and what's out there. Yeah. Is this one of those times where – because Pineda sounds like he is just even keel. He is just, you know, win or lose. He's one of those He's got that notepad, guys, notepad and pen. Be that as it may, right but when I listen to his voice, he always, you well, I told you what he sounds like to me, and and I love listening to him. But do you need a fiery manager coach now, at this that, particular that time? That may be what you're getting when he's not out there sitting in front of So you're of saying him. that he has a different persona maybe behind oh, closed sure doors. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm very, very sure. But wouldn't you, but, if you were at whatever, the match, whatever, you'd, you'd well, see you, that. You, you, There'd you, be animation. There'd be all kinds of hands waving or whatever. Yeah, 
Some people don't. Everybody doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, you would see that, and it would give the fans something to say, well, boy, he's really fiery. He's yeah. fiery. You know what I mean? But I think he's not worried about that. He feels like if the message gets to the guys, all that takes care of itself. And it does, you know. But I think we we think about it in terms of other sports. I mean, we we don't get a whole lot of that from Brian Snitker. Uh, no, you know, but I tell you what. For, for, for somebody who was an understudy of somebody who got thrown out of more games than anybody ever, right? But here's the you thing. Know? He does do things. I, I absolutely believe pulling Eddie Rosario last night was, was one of those subtle ways of letting you know, I'm in charge. I see you're not getting it done. I'm not going to embarrass you in front of everybody, but I need to make this change in the, you know, the last third of the game. We've seen him pull players before, right? Yeah. We attribute it. Yeah, there's a little bit of Bobby Cox there. So I think he does his. I think we can say that when Snicker needs to put his foot down, we've seen him do it to a to oh, an he, individual, right? I don't know, and that's what I'm asking you. Do you see Pineda doing that? Not necessarily an individual, but you know, lighting a fire under well, the team well, if he believes if you believe it needs it. Yeah. Well, he's right now. They have seen that because we got we had some roster moves here a couple of weeks ago, okay. and some people who were kind of mainstays with this team ain't, ain't there anymore. Okay. So I, you hope that that's that's a, that sends a message as well that this team has the potential to do great, um, but they have you know setbacks and things happen. Uh, Wednesday night they give up the early goals again. That was something that we saw a few weeks back. They tried to curtail. Now you get you score first, and you figure if you score first on your home home floor. That's supposed to really do things for you, and it didn't happen either. So now you head down to uh, to Miami, and it looks like you're going to get a chance to to see Messi. Little Messi, by the way, has arrived in Miami, and he's due to debut on Friday, July 21st against Cruel Azul in League's Cup, right? Did you see him on social media? He was in Miami, and people are flipping out because he was just casually walking, walking through the, the, gro- store. the yeah, grocery he was, store. He was in yeah. Publix, man. Yeah. Yeah. Probably get some yeah. fried chicken. Get yeah, fried chicken. man, after my own heart. As long as he don't get the crab, long as he don't get the crab legs, right? Yeah, like, he, he gets he, some. He's gonna be like Jameis. I'm no. gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a very, very. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be terrible. I'm gonna ask you. I'm, gonna, I'm really curious bad. how you are gonna answer this. All right, biggest yep. biggest sports star in America right now. Um, I didn't say American. Is yeah. it him? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I Without think a so. doubt. And he ain't played a game here yet. You know what I mean? Him and LeBron. No, him, no. One. Who's number one? Well, he's more international, so him. I just in, in, the, the biggest athlete in America right now, working in America. He's working. He, he has the biggest following, so you gotta go him. Yeah. Is that what you gotta go by? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The biggest how... following. Yeah. Well, I don't know that that command money made c- command of uh, again. Media how do you measure that? That's what, I guess that's you know. You, do you take a second and think about that response? Because I ask you, who's the biggest musician on the planet right now? Well, Taylor Swift got all them Swifties, and Beyonce got all in, in, in the. But then you got Bad Bunny. Yeah. Who people will say, no, nah, he's number one. Yeah. It's it is subjective, but there's usually a clear one, well, two, was, and three. If he was healthy, people would say Tiger. But he ain't healthy. There you go. You know, so I mean, that's that's the the, the other part about it. You don't want to throw in one of those UFC guys? Who's that? They're international. Uh, They're I don't international. know if Connor's on LeBron and Messi. No, no, level, I wouldn't though. say him. No. I said one of them. I well, didn't he's say the him. biggest star he's by the far one in the UFC. Most visibility, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It'd be him in the UFC. Yeah. John Jones, really? No, yeah, he's not touching Connor. Oh, he's he's better than Connor, but yeah. as far as like popularity. Okay, just curious. Uh, we got a break. We got to come oh, back. We got and- something on Facebook. Somebody says America is limited, but Messi is the best working in the world. And that's from Los Angeles. Messi is the best athlete working. Did you you say in America? Yes, just working in the world. In the world. Ooh. And this is somebody who really follows soccer. This is somebody somebody who who lives with a 
international soccer official. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we could consider the source. Excuse me, Mbappe's calling. He wants th- to, so much from, he wants so to have a conversation th- with you guys about th- most th- popular. Thanks so much from, from, from L.A. We All appreciate right. That. We are going to come back and talk NASCAR. Up next, it yes. is Dustin Long from NBC joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on a James Brown Sunday here in the 16th day of well, July. See, I made it a James Brown Sunday. It's a James Brown, it's a third James Brown, and I sent this to Max. Yeah. Well, we played this 4th of July, but go ahead. Well, see, now you're going to start. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Did you write that down, Max? Yeah. <laughs> Sam was going to bring up 4th of July? No. Oh. <laughs> Man, we got a guest coming on here, and yeah. and Dustin has um, has joined us weekly, letting us know what's going on NASCAR wise. You got a list of Hall of Famers. You wonder who's going. to – Well, Jimmy Johnson is going to lead that thing, and and but it's about New Hampshire right now. Yes, we had the big, we had the big cities at Chicago, we had Atlanta, but what is it about this you this this New Hampshire track that makes it a little bit unique? Dustin, as we welcome Dustin Long from NBC. Welcome us this morning. Hey, uh, it's great to be with you guys. And I'll tell you what, uh, every Sunday is a NASCAR Sunday, and every Sunday should be a James Brown Sunday is what I say. That, I'll tell you what, <laughs> you've got me fired up with that music. I am ready to take on the world right now. That's so, my boy. That's We know what we're doing here. Well, you, you had to make uh, a, a serious left turn from Atlanta to Loudoun. But I understand yeah, you. that was very smooth, Sam. See, see the fun we have on Sunday mornings with you, Dustin. Go ahead. You betcha. Well, thoughts about um, you know after after the night race here, you going up there and that boy, I saw that you. It's pretty hot there. Uh, I saw some some uh, some heat related distress for some drivers and crew members yesterday uh, during the Xfinity Series race. Yeah, it was uh, really warm. It's, it's been really humid up here all weekend. And uh, so it's uh, it's been a challenge for for these guys for sure, and and, and it was tough for some of the Xfinity drivers. And those cars can get pretty hot in there, and and uh, yeah, it was you know pe- just walking around, you just really felt the humidity here. So it, it felt like being in the South in a way, because normally it's nice to come up here to New Hampshire, and it's a little bit cooler temperature, and you kind of get away from the heat wave. But uh, it it followed them, it followed NASCAR up there. Yes, at least here yesterday with the Xfinity. You know, you were asking about this, uh, what makes this track unique, and it's, it's a little, it's a 1.058 mile track, and the thing about it is, you know, like you guys know with Atlanta, the high banking here at New Hampshire, it's just very low banking, so um, it's as much about, you know, getting off the accelerator, getting onto the brakes uh, to get into the corners, and then, you know, getting off, uh, and then getting on the accelerator off the corners, but it's just really kind of a rhythm type of racetrack for a driver where you're on off the gas on off on off on the brakes and things like that and so that's part of the of the challenge of this track but without as much banking it's it, uh it you know you can't go as fast and you've got to be a little bit more creative in how you make your moves and how you how you pass people dustin long again from nbc joining sam and greg sports radio <laughs> 92 9 the game 92 9 the game.com the question down here is what is up with chase elliott in this season if you had to um you know, give us your thoughts on what this season has been for him. How would you describe it? 
Well, you know, it's really funny. I, I, I asked him yesterday, I, and he was kind of, you know, there was a lot of the Hendrick drivers other than William Byron really struggled uh, in qualifying. And this is not one of the better places for Hendrick Motorsports, uh, even though, you know, Chase Elliott finished second in this race last year. And I asked, you know, how perplexing uh, is what's happening, you know, at least this weekend to the team. And Chase tells me, he's like, hey, I'm just a perplexed person right now. So uh, they are trying to figure it out. And, you know, he even talked about it like, look, you know, yeah, we finished second here last year. I'm not really sure how we did it. And so he's trying to figure things out. And, and again, he, he's confused. And, and this is a guy, he was one of three drivers who got to take part in a tire test a few months ago and said, hey, felt really good about how things went during that tire test. Felt like it would carry over here. And it, and it quite hasn't yet, at least in, in qualifying. So um, starting 18th, um, you know, this is, it, it's not impossible for him to win for sure. But, uh, you know, he certainly not doesn't appear to be one of the strongest cars, at least going into the race. And we'll see what kind of changes uh, crew chief Alan Gustafson makes uh, overnight into today and what the crew does and what they can do in terms of pit strategy. And maybe they can put themselves in a position. I think what was it, Eric Almarola won a couple of years ago here from starting from like 22nd or something like that. So um, it, it doesn't mean it's the end of the day for Chase, but he's got some work to do today. That's for sure. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning. I'm spending some time with Dustin Long, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Dustin Long, at Dustin Long. This is with NBC's coverage of NASCAR coming up later today. Uh, where Christopher Bell is on the pole for the uh, Crayons 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. I, I want to ask you about, about Michael Jordan's crew, the, 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 uh, the Jordan Hamlin crew, 2311. It seems like they're struggling some. You wrote something about it as well. Um, they, you know, they both will look like they're in good shape for the playoffs, and they've kind of done some sliding backwards like, you know, lately. Talk a little bit about Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace. Yeah, you mentioned the 2311 racing team that's co-owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin uh, that has Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick on the team. You know, Tyler Reddick's won a race earlier this year at Circuit of the Americas, the road course in Austin, Texas, uh, so he's secured a spot in the playoffs. Bubba Wallace hasn't. Now, you know, first of all, let me take a step back. Let's go back to May. And remember in May where Bubba Wallace had three consecutive top five finishes. And if you add in the all-star race at North Wilkesboro, he had four consecutive top five finishes. And it was like looking like, man, you know, that team has really turned the corner. Bubba's putting himself in a really good position. This is a guy that's going to make the playoff. Uh, you know, they take, uh, you know, they take 16 drivers to the playoffs. He was 15th in the points. He's fallen to 17th now because in the last five races, he has not finished better than 15th in a race and lost points to other people. Tyler Reddick, like uh, you're talking about, um, you know, he's a, he, he is in a playoff position, but, you know, he's also struggled the last five races. He hasn't finished better than 27th. So these two guys between them have not finished better than 15th in the last five races, and that is a long time in this sport. And, you know, Bubba, I, I talked to Bubba this week about it and this weekend. And, you know, one of the things he was saying, he goes, he somebody goes, this week was a big reflection moment for everybody on the 23 team, on his team, on how we need to execute better. He was telling me, he goes, mistakes at this point in the season, there's really no excuse for it, whether it's my fault on the track or the crew's fault in preparation. We just have to be better as a team moving forward to even think about, think about the playoffs. And I talked to Denny Hamill, like I said, one of the co-owners, up uh, and asked him about you know this team and he says everyone has got to be better for sure and he says I'd say when you look at how we break it down the team certainly needs to take the biggest jump forward on performance 
if we do that, I think our drivers are good enough to do it. So, um, and for Tyler Reddick to talk about, they've just been making mistakes, and it's not been the same mistake over and over. It's been something different, and that's frustrating. So we got to clear that up. So, you know, I, I tell you what, um, this is a team I would certainly keep an eye on in in this race here at New Hampshire. Tyler Reddick started six, is going to be starting six. Bubba Wallace will start eight. Bubba finished third in this race last year. This is a team. Is this is this is this a race for this team that can be a turnaround type of race? and get them back going in the right direction. Seven races remain until the playoffs. Start to build that momentum uh, before you go into the postseason and, and maybe try to make your championship run. So um, this is, this is, these are two guys that I'm certainly going to keep an eye on uh, in this race this weekend. Dustin, I have uh, taken a step back and looked at this sport from, from my height and, 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 and looking at the changes that have happened post-pandemic. And I don't, is this a conscious effort by NASCAR to make this, the, the, the season and the schedule just as interesting as it can be, not just for the viewer, but also the drivers? Here's what I'm talking about. The last three weeks, they went from a streak race to high banks here in Atlanta. Now you talk about low banks. you got, you got Pocono coming up around the corner. you got another road course coming up, Watkins Glen. This ain't your daddy's NASCAR. There are some obvious changes, and they seem like they're on purpose to make this sport just completely different. It ain't about all left turns the way it used to. Is it's again? Is this something that you've noticed, and also that, that they're trying to do? They're trying to give the viewer and 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 the you know the the the, um, the driver something different. It seems like every week. Well, yeah. I mean, you look back to the, just in the, within the last couple of years. Uh, you know, NASCAR has uh, raced inside a stadium. When you think about the the clash right, at yeah. the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum to yep. kick off the season, the last two years in February. I mean, who would have ever thought you put stock cars and you could you could build a quarter mile track inside a stadium that has also hosted NFL, Major League Baseball, the Olympics, and everything else? So um, they've done that. They've raced a couple times on the dirt at Bristol. Uh, you've got, like you said, the, the Chicago through the streets of Chicago. Um, they've added some other different tracks, uh, the Worldwide Technology Raceway at, uh, in St. Louis. Um, and you know, and I know there's there's the potential talk of you know, obviously NASCAR wants to to go international. Um, there's talk about you know potentially racing in Montreal as soon as next year. So that would take uh, the Cup Series across the border into Canada. You know, they're certainly looking at some other uh, other different options for down the road, and it's something that NASCAR wants to do. But, yeah, they're, they're making it more challenging. And, again, you know, Atlanta just a couple of years ago was not, uh, you know, it, had been re- it was reconfigured a couple of years ago and repaved. So, it's a, I mean, in essence, it's a new Atlanta. So, um, even the left-hand turns are different nowadays uh, in this sport because things keep changing. And I think you're going to see more changes. And I you know, uh, obviously, you talk about road courses that are coming up. You mentioned Watkins Glen. One of the other ones is the Indianapolis road course. Um, I would not be surprised if next year the Cup cars are back on the oval at Indianapolis. Next year would be the 30th anniversary since the inaugural Brickyard 400. There's actually going to be a Goodyear tire test on the oval uh, next month. So everything's kind of pointing toward that direction to, you know, to returning to the oval there. So there's 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 a big there's a lot of dynamics going on a lot of changes going on in the sport and it is it is really kind of a, a fascinating schedule and and it, it takes you to a lot of different places and challenges the drivers in a lot of different ways and look I, I, as a sports fan I want to see my athletes my teams challenged because you know for me when I'm watching sports you know 
I can't do the things that these guys do, and I want to see them do it at the elite level. And to get there, they have to be challenged, whether it's the receiver you know, being put up against the, the, the great defensive back because I want to watch that matchup and see who's going to come out of it and, can, and watch that receiver elevate his game to, to make the catch, to make the winning play. Or it's the, the basketball player you know, being guarded by somebody and, and really elevating their game and, and, and taking it to another level. And, and to me, that's one of the things that makes just sports in general so much fun to watch is watching, in essence, ordinary people do extraordinary things. And, um, you know, that's what I'd say about, you know, athletes in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever, and even the athletes in NASCAR. Um, yeah, I can drive a car, but I'll tell you what, there is no way in the world I can do what they do. Even on a track like here at New Hampshire where the speeds are down, uh, there's no way I can go into those corners that fast. Uh, I'll tell you what, I am going to be. Uh, you know, real slow when I do that, and everybody would pass me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Long, NBC, joining us here. I, I want to piggyback on that because I absolutely believe that the changing nature of NASCAR happened when the France family sold sold it, and the changes that we have uh, seen, some of them by you know by the fact that we had this pandemic, but the changes that we've seen, the courses, the races that we're now watching in 2023, I think that this is one of those sports that may start to have people come to it as opposed to we used to see Tony Stewart. He'd, he'd do a race and then he'd go drive an Indy car. Right. And we've seen guys go drive F1 cars. I think it's the reverse right now. I think we're going to see some of these guys because of the courses that we've seen, you know, maybe the Lewis Hamiltons, maybe some of the other guys, some of the Indy drivers will want to come and race NASCAR. And and I just think the long-term success of this of this uh, of this business change, well, like I said, when the France family stepped aside. Do you see it that well, way? Let me, let me, let me, let me step on the correct one thing. The France family still runs the sport, so uh, they, they, they moved in. I uh, see the track that they own. They, they, they became a part of NASCAR. But, I, you know, you talk about this dynamic with the schedule, and really, you know, the, one of the guys that's really been the architect of this is Ben Kennedy, who is, you know, the uh, uh, you know grandson of, of – uh, of, of the founder, Bill France Sr. So, uh, you know, it's still in the family. I thought they sold off. Of I thought they sold it off like four billion a few years back. What, what, what am I thinking? No, of? no, that was me. I, I sold off my industry and business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, my mistake. I'm actually talking to you from an island. So no. <laughs> but no, I mean, look, you're, you're right. It's like it, it, it's been this dynamic change. But, I mean, the France family's still been a part of it, and they're still doing things about it. But it, it, it is, uh, you know, like I said, there is this new dynamic with the sport, and it is going to different places. It is doing different things, um, and it is trying to reach out and try different things. I mean, look, you know, the last couple Sundays were Sunday night races, you know, the Chicago race and the Atlanta race. Now, you know, part of that was to because of how, you know, you talk about how hot it is and how hot it was down in Atlanta to kind of help the fans so – you know, they can kind of enjoy it into the evening. Obviously, it's a little bit later start time type of thing. Um, but it, it you know, also, you know, hopefully keeps the fans out of the heat a little bit longer than what they would be if you're sitting out there, you know, for a 1 o'clock start and just baking in the sand. But also one of the things it does is obviously you guys know, um, you know, for us at NBC, we have Sunday night football, you know, number one show, uh, primetime show on television, number one show on television. And, you know, why is that? Because everybody's got the time Sunday night to watch that before they start the work week. And, and look, you know, at NASCAR, we, uh, you know, what they've, they've done for the last couple of weeks, a little Sunday night NASCAR. And, and the ratings were just unbelievable for the Chicago race. 
um, and 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 the audience and the market and the the market share of the value and the viewership in Chicago was 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 as high as we've ever seen for for a NASCAR race, or at least in a long time, I should say. So that's that's something also is just kind of you know trying to reach out um, and, and and reach out to a wider audience, you know, do the things with the different tracks, challenge the drivers in the different ways, but also you know. Are there ways to reach out to new fans and do different things? And that includes a little Sunday night racing. Now, I, you know, here at New Hampshire, they don't have life. Well, no, we're not doing Sunday night racing. It's a, it's a Sunday afternoon. Next week, the Poconos, a Sunday afternoon uh, race as well because they don't have life. So you don't do it everywhere. But, again, it's, it, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting concept. And, again, it, it's something that changes that schedule up, gives you a little bit more variety, diversity of different things. Um, and, it's, and it's always not the same thing. And, and again, you know, if it's – if baseball is the same thing time after time, I don't know, you know, I want to watch or any other sport for that matter. Um, and so it's, it's good to kind of change things up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're doing with a great deal of success and we're enjoying it. We're looking forward to coming up later today. Uh, what, what you got coming up for us? What are we watching for when the coverage comes on today, Dustin? Yeah, well, it'll be on uh, USA Network uh, for today's race. We've got our countdown to green at 2 p.m. Eastern on, on USA, and then we'll have the cup race following that, and then our post-race show on USA and also Peacock. We do the post-race shows on, on Peacock. Um, and also, I guess I should mention with, with Peacock is that we've got um, the IndyCar race from Toronto today. Um, I want to say it's like 1.30 or so, and it's exclusively on Peacock. Uh, so, you know, a chance to check out the IndyCar series as well and 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 you guys are talking about uh uh just about the drivers coming over to to nascar and, and back and forth but don't forget you know next year's indianapolis 500 kyle larson uh you know great nascar driver will will race will compete in the indy 500 and and just this week he was racing in eldora at eldora speedway in rossburg ohio uh he was in that that's a million dollar to win sprint car race on Thursday night and uh, was involved in an accident was eliminated there. And then uh, last night they had the Kings Royal, which pays $175,000 to the winner. I mean, these are, these are among the elite major uh, sprint car races among the major sprint car races in the country and finished fifth in that. So, you know, he qualified here yesterday, flew out to Ohio race last night back what? here today and, getting ready to go racing anything with four wheels man anything with four i wheels realized what my today. hiccup was because it was the merger i thought was the sale yeah. answer. see yeah. i'm not completely stupid i'm just halfway stupid because i <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was you're, the yeah it was you're the, good man it's it was the, good yeah it was the merger with international speedway corporation speedway. yeah ah, yep. okay i can sleep well tonight I just I just didn't have all the information. <laughs> hey, hey, put hey, put some more James Brown on James Brown Sunday. I'll make you feel good, and your worries will go away. There you Man, go. we love I this feel, dude. I feel good. So uh, yeah, but we, we ain't hanging around him for nothing, right? Dustin, thanks so much for joining us this morning, man. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin. All right, have a great one, guys. Appreciate it as right. always. Yeah, man. I, I, I hang on a second. Something happened a few years ago. I know something happened. Yeah, that's and what that's it was. what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I feel a little bit better. Hey, at least I'm paying attention to NASCAR and what's going on behind the scenes, right? Do I get points for that? Yeah, you do. Yes. Very right. much. You know, Absolutely. All right, listen, I'm going to okay. tell you guys who care just the littlest bit about what's going on with the film industry, or actually I should say it this way, with a business that is part of the fabric of the state of Georgia. It is. How about that? Mm-hmm. And has effect on every county in this state. I'm going to tell you the best way to approach this next. From my seat, given the strikes that are going on. A little bit of a casting call coming up, 9 o'clock hour. Going to talk Wimbledon. Your boy's about to hit the court. Mark Simon's going to join us, talk some Braves and uh, 
He's got some thoughts on what he sees coming up with the second half of the season. We're going to talk to Mark about that. It's Greg. It's Sam. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. But a little brown maverick is winking her eyes. She said, oh, what a beautiful moment. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 16th day of July. Uh, this is the time where I normally let you guys know about jobs going on in front of the camera, the casting call, and the casting call is still there, but you know about the strikes. <laughs> Got to put an S on that. May 2nd, writers went on strike. Last week, the 13th, SAG After went on strike. The industry's pretty much shut down with the exception of reality shows, some commercials. There are music videos for those still wanting to get in front of the camera and and, and try to find themselves a little side hustle doing this stuff. There are some jobs that are being shot. They're being filmed. Now, they're not union, obviously, and again, they're these smaller projects. But as you scroll past the the one job I have on the uh, casting call, which is the same as last week, and you've only got one more week for this because I understand – Will Packer and the folks uh, being a war in casting, they will cease accepting um, auditions for this, submissions, I should say, for this. For This is the Will Packer Celebrity Dating Show. Max, would you like to date a celebrity? And I'm going to put you on the spot, and I know your mom's listening, but this is a show that says looking for a few good men. Everyone is wonder what it would be like dating a celebrity. Yeah, Zendaya and I are meant to be. So it just hasn't happened yet. That's all. Zendaya, he said he's, he's going to knock Tom Harmon aside there. Like I already told you, I resemble Tom. That's what I've been told, and so I'm a little taller than Tom. Yes, she you likes, are. She likes NBA games. We'll be we'll run into each other courtside. She loves Laker games, and so you know, just you know, you got to whip that English accent out though. Yeah, see, I don't you, have you that. that I have on. height over him. That's I got that. That's it. <laughs> I don't have any millions yet. Uh, I asked him if he if there were a celebrity because Will Packer celebrity dating show. Oh yeah. If he would, you know, and he, he Zendaya. Yeah. But um. He's here in town, so he, he could he could participate in. That. Well, that's what they're looking for, guys. You know, successful yeah. guys, as it says here, seeking single successful men, twenty-one over, uh, to meet and date sexy female celebs. Okay, nationwide casting, but they are specifically looking here in Atlanta. But anyway, this is the only one that I got up on um, the casting call. Being a Warren casting, Will Packer celebrity dating show industry shut down for the most part. But if you scroll past that one, that one job. You will see film industry and voiceover info. I first walk you through how to find jobs behind the camera. Those of you, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I know you get sick of hearing this, but there are going to be business decisions made by the people who work on these crews. they got families. They may not be able to sit around and wait for the strike to get resolved. They're going to have to move on. So that means there's going to be openings. And whatever your skill set is that lends itself to being on a crew – you might want to start off at Georgia.org and go through that to menu and then industries and then film and entertainment and then Georgia. They, they, they actually might surprise themselves. They And if you don't, if you're not surprised today, Sam, they should go back in three, four days yep. and then another three, four days if they don't see electrician, if they don't see makeup artists, if they don't see driver, they don't yep. see cooks, yep. whatever it is, you know, it it may open up as long as this strike goes on. And listen, this was happening when people, when, when the industry was up and running, you still had people making business decisions. So... Again, 159 counties in this state 
Wow. Are all connected to this strike because they're all camera ready. So, again, I say this is like, listen, I don't have any sort of crystal ball. Nobody does. We had Matt uh, Cornwell on yesterday, mm-hmm. an old friend who runs. Matthew. We're going to start that again, right? Now, he said friends can call him Matt. You're a friend now. You can call him Matt. Okay. If you're going to hire him, then call him Matthew. <laughs> right? By the way, he was in the menu. I saw it, and he, I, when I saw him walk in, or I knew who he was. Tracy didn't know who he was, but he plays an integral part in that movie. That's the last one I saw him in, but he's been doing stuff. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping my check out, my chest out because I got 23 credits. He got 75. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And, and most of you never even heard of him. Okay. But he is, he's a big time actor. Uh, and he and his wife, Brooke. Brooke, you've seen lately. She had, she had what I had last year and the year before. She had a commercial that was running during the Final Four. Whoa. Really? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, now. As Brooke. Brooke yeah. J. Taylor, his wife, you know, they're, they're stage names out there. But he didn't have an idea. And you just don't know. And what's going on with these studios? And, you know, I don't want to sit and start speculating. But there are opportunities out there. And some will tell you this is the best time to get yourself seen, heard, whatever, during this lull. Um, one of the things that our agent's letting us know, they're screaming at us about, update your materials. Get your new headshots if you need them. Update your websites where your information's on there. So I already took care of all that. But that's these are one of the, the little nitpicky things that when you're busy, you forget about. Then you look up and you say, oh, man, that headshot's like four years old. <laughs> you ever seen them pictures of like some old stars and they're still using them? Yep, yep. You're like, <laughs> like whoa, nah. man. So they always, here's something that they do. They always ask you to take a picture of yourself. I had to do that yesterday. And take a picture of myself, current picture, full body, and then there was one from, you know, let me show my hands and then my current headshot. But I told you before the two things that they are always asking for when you, when you submit an audition, your name and your height. Max will get hired all the time because he's over six feet tall. Yeah. And it's all about continuity and, and finding that matchup. But anyway, again, behind the camera, film, TV, and industry jobs, get past that. Connection to the Georgia Department of Labor where you can get that certificate, voiceover connections, but then you will see the list of casting directors. Go to their social media pages, starting with Facebook. If they're doing a music video someplace here or in Nashville and they're looking for people, and if they're going to go to Nashville, they'll probably pay for somebody will pay for your travel expenses, put you up in a hotel if that's the case. But they are doing things like that. They're doing commercials here. So just go to their pages and you will see some work. And if you have to submit yourself, you've never done it before, right under the list of the casting directors, I give you sort of a generic how to submit yourself. So anyway, all of that is there. You got any questions about anything that's going on right now? Greg.clarkson at odyssey.com. Should be interesting. Tomorrow I'm supposed to be on with Canon on Star 94 and then uh, uh, JTech on uh, V103 on Tuesday. We will see. All right. We will see. But we've, you know, we've, we're, trying to get, we're trying to get everybody ready to know that, listen, what was isn't the case, but if you pivot and, you know, you try a little harder, you can find some money still here. There's still some opportunities here. Having said that, moving into the 9 o'clock hour, Mark Simon's going to join us and talk some Braves and Major League Baseball. But up next, going to get into the end of the third major in tennis. The last match being – well, there are doubles matches after this. Yep. Well, they, they had the one before finals. this, and there will be some doubles afterwards, yep. And then everybody hops on – well, they can't get on the Concord anymore, but – <laughs> Their own Concord, by the way. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk Wimbledon next with Mr. Crenshaw. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 